come on in. Welcome to the Dorsey Den. Sit your butt down. You know what it is. It's us. It's me. I'm DJ Dorsey. <laughs> I'm Maya Dorsey. And you already know. Yeah, I already know what it is. We back. Um, so let's let's jump right into it. <clears throat> Last week, we did an episode where we called it partner or lover. And I said this is gonna be part one because we can cover so much more. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna cover so much more because I'll, I'll kind of let you kick it off, but I know we've been married 17 and a half years now. Mm-hmm. It'll be 18 this summer, this August. And I laugh because when I look back and I think about when we first got married, I had this, I think we all had this vision of what marriage is. Let's talk about what was your vision. Well, first of all, I thought we was going to knock some lamps off. <laughs> you always have my lawn knocking some lamps off no, the I table. really thought it was going to be, and I seen this Instagram video. I think I sent it to you. <laughs> They said uh, sex scenes in movies be like this, and they was coming in the door just knocking everything over, literally. Right. They was just knocking everything over. And I'm like, I thought it was going to be like that. Like, I literally thought I was going to gaze into your eyes, and then we just violently go at it. And we knock a lamp off the um, the nightstand. Like, we come in the house. This is before kids, because ain't no kids standing at the door. Daddy's home. But, you know. Mommy's home. And the thing about us, we didn't have kids four years until after we was married. Right. You know, we we was blessed with four years, just us two. So, uh, I literally thought it was going to be knocking some stuff off, tearing up the house, and all of our 17 years of marriage. And you too much of a neat freak and don't want none of your stuff broke. It was like, you better catch that midair. And, and honestly... Even when it comes down to that, it's almost like sometimes it's preparation. Like sometimes it's mental preparation. I mean, sometimes it's just it's random sometimes, but sometimes it's kind of like, hey, tomorrow at seven when I get off of work, you know, be ready. You know what I mean? So I mean that that's the truth too. But um. And I thought marriages was going to be this. I didn't watch Lifetime, so I didn't have the visual of <laughs> Killer. What? Uh, you know, it's only three plots on Lifetime. What's that got to do with you? I didn't watch it, so I didn't have that vision of the dark side of marriage. Or dark I mean, why does the dark side have to go all the way to Killer? That's Lifetime. I said I didn't watch Lifetime. But that ain't got nothing to do with no regular relationship. I'm just saying, I didn't, I didn't watch Lifetime. If you watch Lifetime, that's, that's what you would think marriage is. My point. Yeah. But I just, I, I didn't really see some of the dark parts of marriage. And when I say dark, I don't just mean like evil. I mean just kind of like, you go through dark moments. Because that's what it sounds like with the whole Lifetime reference. Like you were talking about like evil, like Oh, the person that gets killed, like like the ID channel, okay? Like now, uh, you gotta admit, well, you was a avid Lifetime watcher, but I used to be, yeah, big time. Every time we start, I start getting um, messages on my phone, uh, but I don't know. I just, I just had, I just had this vision of what marriage should be, and then I think after doing it for about a year, I'm like, this ain't nothing like what I vision. Okay, so let's walk through that real quick. Hold on, what was yours? Oh, you want to walk through mine? 
Yeah, let's walk through yours real quick. So, when you proposed, mm-hmm. or when you said she's the one, mm-hmm. how many months in was that? How many months in was what? Before you were like, yeah, she the one. How many months did we date? We dated for like a year. And then at what point in at that what year? Point did I say she's the one? I don't remember. Okay. I don't I don't remember. Like I'm not a calendar type of person, like where I remember dates and when and where. Okay. But at some point in dating you were like, This is what at least I hear or understand from men mm-hmm. that you recognize, oh, she just did that th- this thing and that confirms like she's the one, mm-hmm. right? I want her to be mine, whatever. Mm-hmm. In that moment, you had to have some sort of idea or picture of what you wanted marriage to be like mm-hmm. with me. Mm-hmm. So like, what did that look like? When you decided, hey, I'm going to ask her to marry me. Mm-hmm. When we get married, that's going to look and feel like what? I'm not understanding the question. Okay. Right? So like, if I, if I ask you to marry me, for example, and I said, Man, you know, he's so loving, he's so caring, he's so funny. So when we get married, we're going to be laughing and kicking it all the time. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, um, we're never going to argue. Or when we argue, you know, he's going to try to make some humor. Like, I'm going to take that dating relationship Into our marriage. and reimagine or imagine what is that going, how is that going to translate in the relationship is what I'm trying to say. You get what I'm saying? No, but I'm going to try to answer it. Um, what did you imagine me being as a wife? Like, what was your... Oh. Like, um, you dated me, and you like, she'll be a good wife, and that's going to look and sound like what? You sound like the mother that's getting mad because the son Oh, I'm answer. not trying to get mad. I know, I know. I'm just talking about the, the son that can't answer the question. Two plus two is... Okay, <laughs> if you take two pennies, you take two more. Let me get, go get my belt. Let what? me go get my belt. Let me go get my no, belt. No, so when we when when that happened, the way you carried yourself, when we first met, you was in college, mm-hmm. undergrad, mm-hmm. and we both was attending the same church, and um, the way you carried yourself made me feel like you was about your business. Okay. And I think that was one of the major attractions for me because I was about mine. Mm-hmm. I didn't want anybody that I had to pull and drag to try to figure out what they want to do in life. And we got married young. And it's funny because when you think about the things that my mom say, she always say when I was a teenager, I was focused. And I knew I was going to be married young. Mm-hmm. But I kind of had this thing like where I was like, I ain't going to get married till I'm 30. I'm going to go out here and do my dirt in my 20s. But it happened when I was 23. When we got married. I swept you off your feet. I swept you up off your feet. <laughs> okay. Um, so, the way you carried yourself, you used to always dress in a three-piece, in a, in a female, what, what, what is it? Women don't have three-piece suits, do they? No, it's a suit. A suit. A suit. So, you'd always have on just the most classy outfits. Just on, on, on just... Any given day, be like, babe, we had a basketball game. What you, Shut up. what you got on heels for? Like, this is where you wear jeans. Yeah, I would. I wear my jeans and my boots. Yeah, and you always dress like that. So for me, 
your appearance outside of physical attraction, your appearance also told me you were serious about serious. Like you were serious. Like you wanted to have fun, but you were serious about your goals. Mm-hmm. And that was a major attraction for me because being a person that was focused on entrepreneurship back then, you know, my thing was uh, mortgage and real estate back then. Mm-hmm. Like I was heavy, like I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. So with me having that mentality, I need somebody. And I didn't know exactly what I needed, but it was attractive to me that you had that type of mentality because I did. Mm-hmm. Um, And then you could cook. Even at that age, you could cook. Mm-hmm. And I was just kind of like, all right, you don't find this too much. You know, I mean, it wasn't just the looks is kind of like the first grab. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Then you start, for me, you start digging into the brain. Like, I wasn't after you for sex. Right. I wasn't. I mean, I wanted it, but <laughs> but I wanted a good relationship. So I feel like that could have messed up our relationship. And then you was trying to do it the right way. You know what I mean? Yeah. We was trying to do it the right way. But look, so I guess what I'm saying, so thank you. But I think what I'm saying, too, is like, did you feel like, oh, because she's about her business, that's how she's going to be as my wife. Because she can, you know, because she's classy, my expectation for her is to remain classy as my wife. Like, I'm sure some of those attractions are some of the things that you wanted me to carry over into being your wife, right? Yeah, absolutely. So when you start talking about, expectations as a spouse Mm -hmm. you went in the marriage month one Mm -hmm. let's think about month one Mm -hmm. and you went into marriage thinking what what did you expect the first month to be besides the whole knocking over the lamps i was just about to say fireworks i don't remember but i did just expect this as they called a honeymoon stage yeah you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so and we had that very short-lived. Yeah. Yeah, and there, there's there's a story behind why it was very short-lived. Very short-lived. Uh, and we'll get into that story. We, we've we've kinda, talked we, about yeah, it we've talked about it. But um, very short-lived. Life got real quick. So. And it all boiled down to? Money. Money and career moves. Yep. And that was kind of like the, the first struggle. Yep. Because I made a career move to go 100% commission. And that's when I learned about you. And I knew this about women, but I found out about you. Security was big on your on your priority list. For sure. So mm-hmm. uh we 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 talked about it, talked about it, talked about it. And I wanted your support. Remember that? Remember that? Yes. Support was a big thing for me. And one day you finally was just like, okay. And the okay might have been the After worst. After I've been pressure sale. Yeah. After the, that might have been the worst okay. Yep. At that time. Okay, but then that makes me think, because again, expectations. Okay, let's just talk about that with the expectation. Mm-hmm. You expected, because you had this dream of going and being a loan officer. Mm-hmm. You expected for me as your wife to get behind you and be in full support of it. Mm-hmm. That was the expectation that you had. It was not something that 
was discussed prior to us getting married. It was like, we got married. Month or two later, it was like a topic of discussion. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so. Cause, yeah. Yeah, because it happened. We wouldn't even marry the six months. Right. Yeah. So then it was like, as my wife, you need to support me and believe in your man. Remember you saying that? Mm-hmm. Sure do. So like, and I'm like, I'm a very logical person. Okay. I'm a very pragmatic practical black white if it don't make dollars it don't make no sense like i'm that kind of person mm-hmm. and i don't play about my money i just don't didn't do didn't play about my money when i was single definitely wasn't playing by my money as married mm-hmm. so for me you talking about not having no steady income now granted I was of the mindset of you go to work. I wasn't, my parents were not gig people. You know what I mean? My parents were the old school, you know, Watch that glass too. baby boomers of you go to work, you know, 30 years you retire. Mm-hmm. So I, even though I was a licensed nail tech. And so was my parents. Right. Yeah. Even though I was a licensed nail tech and I did, you know, have my little hustle. Cause you met me and I was a nail tech. Mm-hmm. While I was in school, that was my little side money. But I didn't see that. I didn't witness, you know, be married and support your husband in his entrepreneurship, you yeah. know. Yeah. So and I, and I didn't see that either. Right. So I'm like, this is foreign territory. We just got married. We have a house. And he expects because I'm his wife to get behind him 100% and trust this plan when there's no savings, there's no security plan, there's no plan B on the table. Yeah. I knew you were passionate about mortgage. Like, you were passionate about mortgage like I am about education. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, it was like passion. And I and I could respect passion because I'm a passionate person. If mm-hmm. I'm all in in something, you get my undivided attention. I'm all in. I'm studying. I'm researching. I'm trying to be the best I can at it. But your expectation, again, as me being a wife, was I'm the head of the household, I'm the man in charge, and trust me to do this. Yeah, which leads to... So that's the expectation. Yeah, which leads to... I'm going to fast forward to a man that has been married for 17 years. A 40-year-old man has been married for 17 years. Let me fast forward. I seen somebody make a post about a week ago saying she basically said she she she's younger than me. I know her. I know her personally. And she was talking about these guys today are looking for the submissive wife. Mm-hmm. That's what it boiled down to. The post was a little long, but that's what it boiled down to. And I chimed in and I, I let it off with the as a man that's been married for 17 years. I think this thing about submission is really out of context. Say more. When it comes down to submission, I think us men, we want we want our wives to trust us as the man. Mm-hmm. 
But I think submission honestly goes both ways. I think we both should be should be both submitting to each other's strengths. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily. I do believe in man as the house head of the house, which could be a whole nother conversation. And I'm not saying man isn't, but and we can even talk about it here. But um, I think. If a woman is strong in a certain area, a man, a, a husband should be able to submit to that. But see, and then if a man is strong in a certain area, the woman should be submissive to that. Agreed. However, there is some sort of hierarchy in the house, which in this 21st century, something's going to question because now we're talking about partnership. And or lovers. Mm-hmm. How do we talk, call that? Partnership or love, right? Mm-hmm. I forgot. What lovers we're... or partners or something like Partner that. Partner or lover. Partner mm-hmm. or lover. And I think there's different ways to look at marriage. If you're a lover and you want to go in a traditional, number one, let me, let me back up. There are so many things that's conventional, quote unquote, conventional knowledge or mm-hmm. conventional wisdom. That don't work for everybody. For for example, for us, the way, and we kind of talked about this before, the way we do our finances is not conventional in ways that a marriage counselor or anybody that's going to advise Or our parents probably yeah, did it. Probably mm-hmm. would look at it like, ooh, that's risky. Mm-hmm. But it works for us. Mm-hmm. We found a way, and this is just one example of several things, we found something that works for us within our marriage. You know what I mean? So when it comes to number, so when it comes down to submission, my point is one, I think you should be able to submit to each other's strengths. But I, but the reason why I throw another clause in there is, do you look at yourselves as partners too? But see, the partner idea is, is to me, this is it, my opinion. Because some people, some people want to go in this traditional sense, and, and, I, don't, and I was going to say that the partnership, the partnership is very uncondition, unconventional. Okay, it's not the traditional. He's a man, and then we have to realize that times have changed, and we have not evolved in our ideology around relationships. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is, in the fifties, forties. You know, when men were off to war, the women were home, you had to care for the house. Like, time has changed, too, on just how the role of women being at home, being a stay-at-home moms, that was black, white. You know, it was a common practice because my grandmother, she stayed at home, raised her kids. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? My dad and my mom, my mom didn't stay at home and raise us, but his mom did. And so now you're of like where women are like in the workforce, they're educated, they want to work, they have a desire to work. Mm -hmm. So it's a different time. So when you start talking about a woman who's working the same amount of hours a week than I am being expected to do all this submitting, Mm -hmm. cooking and cleaning and catering and nurturing, nurturing and 
sexing and all this stuff, it's yeah. like the reality is, how is that fair? It's, it's like this the old. The reality is, that's not reality. That's not reality. Yeah. I'm tired like you tired, yeah. right? So you don't get to come home and get sit on the couch and then wait for me to cater to you. Yeah, and I don't, I don't agree with that mentality of men feeling like women. Submit to what I said because I worked and I need you to do so and so. It's like, what? I think, I think if we be realistic now, I ain't your daddy. For sure. You know what I mean? Like. The man is not the dad, and I don't think submissive mean you do what I say. It shouldn't be, in my opinion. I think some men, men's ego feels like that's what submission is. Yeah, but see, but see, here's where we can fail within marriage is I think, and I think this is life, period. We can, we're so many, so many times we're told what we should believe. And then there's something that arises in us at some point in of our life where you're like, okay, you're doing you're doing what you was told you should be doing as a human being, you know, as a wife, as a student, as a mother, as an employer. You know what I mean? You're always told this is what you should be doing, right? Mm-hmm. At some point in your life, there's some sort of awakening where you're like, I know I've been told this, but it just don't feel right. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, let me try it my way. And then you find a different flow and you're like, okay, I actually feel it this way. You know what I mean? That's why this whole thing in relationships and marriages, especially, where women are being told to be submissive. And then they're like, well, wait a minute. I bring something to the table too. Or not even being told, expected to be. Because sometimes it's those unspoken expectations right. as well. Right. And then you get put off because you feel like they're not doing what your mama, your grandmama, your great-grandmama did. You know what I mean? I so th- I think it's it's really like you have to let people be who they are. Right. And so, then you have to recognize it. So, so like, going back to us, I've always been a cook. Go ahead. And I was going to say this last thing. There are some women... Who prefer to stay at home with the kids and the man work? And it's nothing wrong with it. If that's your agreement, right? There is nothing wrong with it. They're like, hey, I want to be that type of wife. And you and wanted me to be, but it wasn't who I was. Did I? Yeah, when we have kids, you're going to stay home. For the, so, for the first year. that was, It was only for like, well, I knew that was not going to work forever. Because that's not like, me. I just was like, and every time. We had both when we had both of our kids. God made it away. Like it happened that way. You're gonna stay home, but I feel like you know I've always been a cook, so that wasn't something that you required of me. Mm-mm. Even when I but was that's a, who you were. That's who I was. Even as a single person, I enjoyed cooking, mm-hmm. right? And so that was a benefit for you. Um, I'm a pretty clean person, right? So for me. You didn't have to, like, beat me down like, oh, you're going to clean up, woman. Like, so cooking and cleaning was stuff that I already did, right? But I feel like I won't call out people's names. But I know I have friends who the husbands cook. You know, the husbands clean. And that's where his strength is. And that's where it is. But also, like, let's talk about washing clothes. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you. Some men feel like the woman is supposed to wash, iron, cook, clean, do everything. Mm -hmm. Washing clothes, we have gone back and forth where 
I washed everything in the household, including your clothes. You've washed everything in the household, including my clothes. We wash our own clothes. We wash our clothes. Like, we didn't did all kinds of things. And it's just like, wherever there's a need, it's just. Because the truth is, one thing I don't think we've ever said, that's the one thing we both hate doing is washing When laundry. I say hate. I don't care. To, when so I say hate. Like, it's kind of like, I'll wash it when I get to it. I mean, I, I wash what I need at the moment. I wash every week. But I just wash my stuff, and it makes it easy because I have trained the kids to wash their own clothes. Mm-hmm. We all wash our own clothes. We all wash our own clothes. Um, so washing washing ain't bad. It's the drying, hanging, and the folding that's that's just dreadful. I still got a basket of clothes from last week that I washed that I ain't folded up yet. But, like, let's just go into, like. Is somebody laughing right now because they're like, <laughs> me too. Oh, it's the it's the worst. Yeah. Even when I come back from out of town, like traveling, it's like that daggone suitcase be right there because I got to deal with them clothes. It's the clothes. It's not even unpacked. I got all my toiletries back out. It's mm-hmm. them doggone clothes that's still sitting up in there yeah. for a month. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, that, them clothes let me get this stuff out this suitcase. But when you look at partnership, mm-hmm. we had our challenges where we bumped heads a lot the first couple years of our marriage, and we've talked about about that some um a lot of it is because i expected for you to maybe in a sense to be like my father like my father is very handy okay he's a handy person um we ain't never had to call nobody that i know of to fix nothing Mm -hmm. he fixed it Mm -hmm. um that's not you that is not me um so we will bump heads with that bump heads about finances bump heads about you know, because um, you probably had this expectation that men are supposed to be able to fix stuff. Fix stuff. You're going to put together. It, put, even if you don't fix it, you're going to make sure it get fixed. Mm-hmm. And you'd be like, I'll get to it. No, no, homie. Like, I need that fixed. Because well, another thing about me is I don't like to see myself broke. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's a doorknob. Like, I want it fixed. So I might reach out to my dad, right? Like, what am I supposed to do? And you might be like, I'm, this is my house. I'm the man. I'm supposed to be doing that. Not your daddy. Don't be calling your dad. You know, mm-hmm. now you don't care. Right? you like, call your dad. If he going to come, cool. But at the time, you know, the e- ego is inflated of this territory. Like, this is my space. This is my home. Ain't no other man going to come up here and do, what I, do nothing to my home. But we will bump heads constant. I mean, the first five years of marriage, I promise goodness, I don't know if we was going to make it. Every year, I was like, I don't know if we going to make it. I don't know if we going to make it. Once we had kids, things calmed down a little bit, but finances were still a challenge. I had one view of how to pay bills. You had another view of how to pay bills. Wait till they call. <laughs> and how about no, pay I, it off? I, I don't think so. You nah, know what I'm saying? Nah, that wasn't my mentality. On some stuff. It like, was on some stuff. On some stuff, I'd be like, if they, if once they call, then we know it's really due. All right, Negro, Shoot. no. And when I seen DPNL that three three one some 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 three three one thirty nine hundred. Up, oh, we got to pay this by tomorrow. Okay, um, we so things like that bumping heads, bumping heads, bumping heads. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to pay it all off. I had one view of savings. You had another perspective around savings. It was you know, it was a mess. But I think I don't I don't know when I would say within the last. Maybe five years, mm-hmm. we've kind of moved from this marriage 
conventional marriage because idea. We, had com- we actually had a conversation about it. And I remember you brought up the whole partner thing. Yeah, like, I need like, a par- I need you to be my partner, not just my husband. Like I need you to be my partner. And and, and I think now, let's. I, I would say let's make this clear, but I think let's define partner. So the partner, a partner to me, because I was going to say something about everybody's relationship in general, but let's define the difference. What, like, what is what do you consider to be a partner, and what do you consider to be a lover? And I don't want to use, because I think when you say lover, it's kind of connected to like sex. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So it's like your relational, you know, the person that you're in relationship with. Yeah. Um, but for the sake of the name of the podcast, it's partner or lover. But no, no, no. But it's kind of like, what's the, if it isn't a partner, then what do we call it? In this case, you know, my spouse. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Right. There we go. There we go. But a partner is having a deep commitment. You know, it's not this whole, and you know, I'm not looking for nothing. I'm not going through no phones. I'm not doing anything because you and I have a mutual agreement and respect for what this is and what we want our family to be. So it's a deep commitment. I believe that you're committed deeply to us. So I'm not about to do all of that. Um, And I have a high expectation that you're going to honor that. You have a high expectation that I'm going to honor that, right? It's having a sense of shared values. You know, what do we want? What do we value? What do we believe? Coming together and saying, these are the principles that we're going to govern our relationship around, our family around, and these are our shared commitments and values to the Dorsey brand, the Dorsey family, right? Um, A mutual respect. I don't have to agree, but there are certain things that we have a mutual respect for. Okay, I know you a hustler. You know I'm a hustler. I'm a go-getter. You a go-getter. So when I say I want to go pursue something or you say you want to pursue something, then it's not me trying to hold you back from doing it. It's not you hold me back from doing it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, It's the removal of the rank, and you talked about this, the rank and hierarchy um, in a relationship that because I'm the man, I'm up here, and because you're the woman, you're down here. Mm-hmm. It is the recognition um, that we both have certain roles and responsibilities. Yeah. Right? So it's like, for me, I have a role. I can't teach Noah how to be a man. Right? I can't tell you one day I spent being a man because I've never been a man. Mm-hmm. But you have a role to play. Right. Vice versa. Right? I couldn't tell our daughter how to be a woman. And so you know what responsibilities come with that role. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't take your place in doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's communicated expectations, and I think this is where we mess up. This is like I can look back and think about this is where we messed up. Yeah. Because my expectation of you was flowers, cards, roses, candy, the red carpet. I was gonna have. Yeah, I was going to have rose petals in my car. You know, you were going to fill up my, t- for example, you were going to fill up my tank every week. I had a, a mentor. Up, filled up something else. Shut up. I had a mentor. Um, her husband put filled up her car every Sunday. 
And I thought that was the sweetest thing because she never liked going to the gas station. And so his thing for her every week was every Sunday he took her car and he filled up her tank. And so I have always hated going to the gas station still to this day, especially in the winter. I hate it. Okay. But if I don't say to you, hey, can you help, you know, do this for me? This will mean the world to me if you can fill up my tank yeah, every Sunday. Saying, can you help? Because I'll be sitting there waiting on you, but go ahead. Oh, that's another expectation thing. Okay, we'll talk about that. But will you help or will you, there you go, fill up my car every Sunday? But then when you don't, because you didn't drove the car this week and you know I don't have no gas and you bring it back on the same, at the on E, and I got an attitude, that's an unmet expectation, right? And so it's like I've not set you down and said, hey, these things mean something to me. When you, do, when you don't do these things, I feel this way. When you do these things, it makes me feel that way. Not having those conversations create this silent tension. Mm-hmm. I'm annoyed. Mm-hmm. You know, as a result, you know, we bumping heads, we clashing. Mm-hmm. Because the least little thing you, you do and say is irking me, Right. And so it's like those things, small things turn into big things. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give you one. Like we never sat down and really defined how to argue, how to disagree. You know, that never was like a conversation. We just lived it. Like when we came no, across the bridge. No, 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 no. Yes, we have. No, nah, not did. really. We, we did it early in our marriage. Yeah, we, 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 we came up with that whole generic, we're not going to go to bed mad, mad thing. No, we had this thing of if I'm talking, you silent, and vice versa. If you talking, I'm silent. Like, no interruption. That came after several arguments. But but you said we never had the conversation. Right, but, but I'm saying did. formally to say. Yeah, but some stuff you just don't know. No, don't. I'm saying we, it's you You always said a little cutesy stuff, like we're not going to go to bed mad. And the reality of life comes real quick, and you would be like, Please. Today, I holler. You know what I'm saying? And so over time, you just keep bumping your head, keep repeating the same cycle over and over and over again. And I feel like after we got about 10 years in, it's like, look, some of this stuff is stupid that we fussing and fighting about. Mm-hmm. This is just dumb. Like, let's sit down and let's just take this whole ooey-gooey expectation off of, like, how you're supposed to be, what you're supposed to say, how you're supposed to act, and just recognize, like, we are, we're a team. Mm-hmm. We're a partner, and this is what I am I can do and what I can bring to the table, and this is what you can do. And then just learning how to have respect for all that. Right. You know, and I think... And, re- and recognizing each other's strengths and weaknesses, like you said. So, like, if you are better at, you know finances and I am not having this ego trip and I think a lot of times men have a big problem when the woman is better at money right because it's like you not because I remember this you're not gonna tell me um how much I must spend remember like the whole allowance thing well I know couples right now they do allowances weekly allowances and it worked great for them it didn't work for us it didn't work for us it just didn't because you felt like you're not gonna dictate to me and I don't work how I'm gonna spend my money but I'm over here saving every penny I can because that's who I am and you're like good for you but you're not gonna tell me I'm gonna spend twenty dollars a week sorry I you eat now and I'm packing my lunch right and so it's like 
that don't work for us. It, it, it just, it's just not going to work. So I think partnership is almost, I can kind of picture it, picture it or define it as like this dance of, you know, you take a step up, I take a step back. We take a step up together. We take a step back together. Like you're in this, in this sync, this kind of like in sync with one another. And it's like, it's fluid. And I think the difference is, is that when you want to be like, oh, this is my husband, this is my wife. I think it almost feels very um, static. Like it feels very like fixed. Blase, blase. No, like fixed, like. These are the rules, mm-hmm. and we can't go past these rules because these are the rules. But when you're in a partnership, there's a little bit more f- fluidity. Yeah, like we just gonna we have our own. We play by our own rules, and it's a rhythm that you develop, a cadence that you de- develop together. Mm-hmm. And so I think whenever we have the conversation, it has to be like within the last five years, maybe three years, of like bump this whole marriage thing. Yes, we're married. No, do we have an open marriage? We do not. But, you know, our marriage is redefined. It is. We we found our marriage. We found ways to work for our marriage that works. We found how to. We found what worked for us. Let me put it that way. We mm-hmm. found what works for us. And, you know, we took some traditional things. But it took us time. Don't you feel like we do way less arguing and bickering than we Absolutely, used to? Absolutely. Because now. Knock on wood. Now. I mean, there's times where we still have it, but. It's not nearly as bad, though. No, it's not nowhere near. It's nowhere near as bad. But I think time, 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 and working through it because we didn't get here overnight. And we got we got two different type of personalities. Two different. Hello. So it took us time. We're seventeen years in. You know what I mean. So it took us time to find our flow. Like. Even when, even when it comes down to us vacationing, we have a flow. Oh, we are the best vacation partners. We have a flow like we know how like to flow. Real. It it took us some time to get there, but now that we there, we got a flow, and that's just one example of many. We have a flow. Like even like. I'm a planner. You're not. And so the older I. Not true. You do. Babe, you are not no planner. With your business. Yes. I'm very much a planner. But you're. You're. I don't. No, 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 no. You're shaking your head. I don't get in the way of you planning. I can plan. I just don't get in the way of you planning. I know how to plan. Because who's the one who maps out everything when we do go on vacation? I plan. Yeah, I step back. Yeah, you step back. You be deep, deep in the details. When it comes to, like, you got to remember. I manage the group of guys. Again, when it comes but, to business, but yes. But when it comes to business, so that but that skill is still transferable okay. into within our house. But I this is one of those things to where I step back to let you do the planning and then where I come in is I I'm like FBI. I'm like this this secret service agent where when it comes down to when we're after you do the planning and get the bookings and everything, now I'm the in between guy. Okay, how are we getting from here to there? How much is it going to cost? Um, well, I already got that mapped out. Yeah, I mapped that out. But you map out the logistics. That's what I'm. That's yeah, exactly you what do. I'm saying. Yeah. And, and but I'm gonna tell you, it has taken time to get to that. So like, as soon as it's done, babe, here go the details, and then I step back. I make sure the food arrives, everything is set up, everything's in place. 
after that, it's you. And we have, we just, I don't know. It's like we enter into a different space when we travel. I don't know. It's like I'm no longer this person that's stressed out about work or a mom, especially when it's just the two of us. Like, I'd be just so relaxed. Like, whatever you like. <laughs> like, it's just, but, it's, it, but, it is. But, but you know why that is, too? Because the way we like to vacation, our big thing is cruising. Yeah, and but we even found when we did, like, the all-inclusive stuff, like, we still just. It's all-inclusive, so it's kind of like, you still ain't going to do it. That's true. Yeah, so we, we kind of like a stress-free type of vacation. Yeah, so when it comes down to it, we're, we just found our flow. We found our flow. But I'm going to say this again. It takes time. And I think I never speak down on a generation under us, Generation X. Z. Z. Mm. Yeah, X and Z. You're an X. No, I'm, I'm, a, a, I'm a millennial. Man, you're a millennial. I'm an X. Are you okay? So, see, but the generation up under us, mm-hmm. I never speak down on them because one of the problems is we're not teaching them and we're not learning from them either, as we should be. We are, but not as much. So, I'm never, I'm gonna never talk down on this generation. Don't know how to hang in there. There's some things that I feel like because we got married young, and we're 17 years in. I keep on putting the emphasis on we're 17 years in. This wasn't an over. This wasn't overnight. It took us time to figure this stuff out. And I think any marriage, most marriages, some marriages, you be like, nah, y'all, y'all shouldn't get married. I mean, but, some you do. Be yeah, like, some be like, yeah, I don't know how that's about to work. But in most cases, some people just, they, they get in one fight and something happens in that fight. Now, if it's they're cheating, then I can understand why that's probably not reconcilable, especially if it's repetitive. Um... You know, some some people just can't take that. But there are some people that's like, hey, we can work through it. You made a mistake. It hurt me, but let's work through it. But, like, outside of cheating, when it comes to finances, when it comes to um, just stuff that happens in the marriage, some people are like, oh, I can't take him no more. Oh, I can't deal with her no more. I'm out. But that speaks to the commitment. That definitely speaks to the commitment. Now, like you said, taking out cheating. Because yeah, that's a whole nother... But, but, but just some people, some people, or or when the times get hard, whatever the case may be, whether whether it's finances, whether it's a, a, a trauma situation that happens, s- sometimes those hard situations break people up because they don't know how to go through it. And I think we fought, we fought for Ooh, in certain Lord. situations to to work through it, and it made us better. It you know did. what I'm saying? So that's why I'm like, I think. When it comes to this partnership, when it comes to this relationship or any relationship, it just takes time because we can. Everybody's going to fight. Everybody's going to have a disagreement. But don't you think it ta- it has taken some of the burden off? What do you mean? What like this? Like defining our relationship as a partnership? To me, I feel like it has. I think that's when I think when we defined it that way, and when you brought it up. It kind of was kind of like a, it took me, because you know me, I'm a processor. You can tell me something, it's going to take me about a day two or two to, pro- to process it. Or sometimes, depending on what it is. But when you said it, it took me like a day or two to process it. Like, I feel you. You know what I mean? So. What did you interpret it as? 
the I, switch. Because what I'm trying to get you to identify for people is the switch that you had. Like, yeah, it went yeah, from yeah, this yeah. definition to this. I think, number one, we was kind of operating it, operating in it already in a, in a, in a certain, to a certain degree, but classifying it. Mm. It's almost like me and you, before we got married, we friends. Mm-hmm. But then something changes when I say you're my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then something changes when I propose and I say, now you're my fiance. Mm-hmm. Like we went through stages even with that. Right. We was friends first. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, I'll never forget. I said, you my baby. And you was like, say that again. And something changed in our relationship. Mm-hmm. So I think. Say it again. Yeah. I think once you identified it mm-hmm. and called it out, that was the switch. Like, oh, partnership. Like, yeah, it was kind of like you my you my wife, my spouse. You know what I mean? So I think it was when it was called out. I think the I think the spouse part is limiting to me. I feel like it's um I feel like it's bland. Yeah, but I guess feel like it's restrictive. Because it's like again for us. I'm not saying for everybody else. I'm I'm, I'm not but I'm just saying when I think of you as my spouse, I feel like it's restrictive. Like there's a boundary around that. Like there's a role. There's an expectation. When I say you're my partner, we in it to, together forever. Like with everything. And you know, and I think we do everything together. We in it all together. We I partners. Think, I'm gonna tell you the truth. I think I was a little pushed away from that word as a heterosexual man. I was pushed away from that word because whenever I heard somebody say partner, it was kind of like with lesbian and gay couples mm-hmm. when I first heard it. Mm-hmm. So when I I think. I never really looked at it because I've always heard people say, oh, that's my partner. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they refer to somebody that might be their spouse as their partner. Maybe before things have evolved where people are now defined as like, this is my husband. This is my wife. You know what I mean? Even as um, the LG, G, LGBTQ community, you know, now defines their significant other as their wife, their husband, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I just think it's more it's a broader term. And then and then too, I think, you know, I'm not well, like sometimes labels empowers. For instance, if you're at a job, let's just say, I don't know, um, any type of job. Let's say you got a, a, a um a title that you're the associate. Project manager. Yeah, associate project manager. But then you're, you're, you'll feel a certain way like, okay, I'm associate project de- uh, manager. But then if somebody says you're the director of project managers, it's a different responsibility. Mm-hmm. And now you hold this title and you want to hold up to the title. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or you're the vice president of project managers. You know what I mean? So I think the title helps you classify what it is. And then when you take on this title proudly, you try to live up to the to the standard of it. Do you, know you what feel I mean? like partnership was an elevation? Absolutely. I think for us, we just, we was doing it, but then it was like the title of it made me say, hmm, you know what I mean? Like it kind of made me move differently. Or it enhanced the way we was already moving. Because we was already moving in a in a partnership manner. 
But when the title, quote unquote, the title came or the classification came, it made me put more of an emphasis on partnership. For instance, when you was going to school, when you was getting your second or when you was getting your first master's, I knew that there was things that I had to do to help you be able to focus. Mm-hmm. For instance, for example, we had young kids. Mm-hmm. Yo, let's go downstairs, y'all, or let's go into the other room. Mommy trying to study. Mm-hmm. Some people might say that's oh, this is what you would do in any marriage. But I knew this was a season that I had to take the kids off your back in order for you to study. You were trying to help me to accomplish something. I was, was trying like, to help you to accomplish Even though goal. you couldn't take the test with me, how I'm going to help you is this, right? Mm-hmm. And and to me, I consider that like you're a partner in this with me. Yeah. This is not a – I didn't – I could not have finished any degree that I've gotten since we've been married without your support. Yeah. And I feel like the support – has been a sign of your commitment to number one, these shared values that we have or where we're trying to go, but also just me achieving my goals. And on top of that, it wasn't any strike against my ego for you to get a master's degree. And then you go back and get a second master's degree. Mm-hmm. And Cause I already got this stance on college anyway, but I knew what you wanted to do. So I was in full support of it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I'm going to help you get to your goal by doing A, B, C, D, E, F. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you have accomplished things. Like you said, you couldn't have did it without my support. And I do take credit for you having like positions that you have now. I take credit for that and the fact of it was partly because I helped her get here. And vice versa. Vice versa. I don't think I could be doing the things that I'm doing Mm-mm. because if it wasn't for you being at home, just simply being at home on the weekends while I'm gone. Not harassing you because you are gone. Yeah, so <laughs> you know, if it wasn't for you because we have kids, we got other responsibilities, if it wasn't for you because it wasn't like, and it's been times where you're like, well, hey, I want to go out with the girls. All right, cool. I'm going to drop them off over my mom's house on my way or vice versa. You're going to take them over there and, you know, whatever the case may be. We did what we had to do to make it work. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and I give you credit for my accomplishments. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Partnership. It is. I mean, I just think it's it's a, a more broader term. It's less limiting. And it just truly speaks to the value and the commitment of teamwork. You know, here's another thing. And and respect. And respect. Here's another thing. As a 40-year-old man, you know, I'm embracing this 40 now. At first, it was kind of like I left my 30s. But now, as a 40-year-old man, you know, I often think to myself, we did a lot of things right. There's some things that we did wrong. Ooh, There's a some lot. things that we did right. And one thing that I applaud ourselves on, and this is no knock to anybody else, I'm just saying what worked for us is, one, when we got married, we didn't have any kids. So it allowed us to be able to get to know each other. We traveled, (laughs) what we could do. Like, it'd be like, we we didn't have to be like, hey, mom, can you watch the kids while we go to 
Indianapolis or Chicago or wherever we want to go. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like, hey, you want to go to Chicago this weekend? Cool, let's go. And then we had kids and blah, blah, blah. We were raising our kids. Um, but I feel like we did a lot of things right. So, and I say that to say, here we are, years later, still together. I never wanted to be the guy that was bouncing around woman from woman. Number one, I didn't want to have multiple baby mothers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And have to worry about, like, I couldn't. This worked out for Sex is not something that, as a man, of course, we got to fight it off because it's kind of like, that's what a man wants. And I'm not saying that's not what a woman wants, but, you know, we like it. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't going to let it ruin me. Out here chasing women, yada, yada, yada. I love my life with you. Oh, babe. I love my life as an entrepreneur. And my life, we we built this, what we have from the ground up. When I say from the bottom and now we're here. We, we started at the bottom and now we're here. But we built it together. You know what I mean? And I love that. Like, we built what we have together. And I'm talking about our relationship. We built it. Good Lord, yes. Our friendships, we built it. Yep. Uh, our careers, we built it. We Pro- built a lot of things together. And... There were some fights. There were some disagreements. We worked it out, and we're still here. And I feel like that's great partnership. And it can be done. It can. And, but you you, you want to know what one key, one key of our relationship has been? We had, we had and we have great marriage relationships around us. The circle. The circle around and, us. And I said that the other day. I said now... Your income don't make you rich. Mm-mm. It is the people around you that yeah. enrich your life. Because I'll never forget, like, For one, real. One, one relationship, and to this day, we still have it, like Andre and Shar. Mm-hmm. Me and you got into it. Andre came over and, like, literally picked me up by my shirt and was like, boy, what's wrong with you? You remember that? Mm-hmm. We got relationships where um, we needed counseling. They dropped what they had and came over and was like, you know, you go to that side, I go over to this side, and they stand in the middle like, what's going on? We're going to work this out tonight. We got relationships to where we needed some money. They on our way. Check in hand, cash in hand. You know what I mean? We had a circle of relationships around us that supported us to where there's times where you need to vent, there's times I need to vent, and they were just sometimes where it was hot, they had to come over to the house, mm-hmm. and we had to work it out. They had to get up and go to the work the next morning, mm-hmm. but they was at our house till one o'clock. That's why I said it is. It's not. It's not the money in your bank account that make your life rich. It is the people who are in your circle that's praying for you, that's supporting you, that's encouraging you, that's truly having your back. And so that same. That same commitment from your friends, you want that times 100 from your partner. Mm -hmm. And that's what it's about. It's not about competition. It's not about what can you do for me. It is about what can we do for each other to elevate each other to get to our goals and to our dreams. 
Ma'am. When you start singing, you tired. Yeah, well, no, that's not true because I'm always singing. My my gamer friends like, dude, you make a song out of anything. Anything. Yeah, everything anything. is a song. Every, my life is a soundtrack. Well, I should say, you're not rubbing your head, so maybe. Yeah, not. I'm not rubbing my head, but I am yawning. But more than anything, you know, on this podcast, we don't claim to be experts. At all. This is just our personal experience and what has and has not worked for us. But I'll tell you okay. one thing, though. Um, I feel like we got a story to tell. And I just hope and pray that just even through this conversation, I hope there's somebody that might be struggling in a marriage or just need different perspective. Yeah. And I hope this helps. You know what I mean? Because this is our experience. Yeah. And it has worked for us. And I would never say do it the way we did it. Nope. Because your personalities are going to be totally different. This is the way it worked for us. And I, I one thing that I would say I'm 100% right on is find what works for your relationship to make it work. Come on here, DJ Dorsey. So I believe, I believe in that 100%. Oh, yeah. I don't believe in conventional wisdom when it comes to your relationship i believe conventional wisdom can help but i don't think it's the 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 end all say all mm-hmm. i think you really have to find what works for your relationship and work it and yep. continue to work it and you'll have a relationship that flourishes um and i pray that we have 17 17 17 7 7 7 10 10 10 more years to go Amen. Uh, until death do us apart so we old Old and gray. And that might be a long time before I'm gray because I'm clipping these little grays that's coming through. Nico, please. I know you see them coming through, but I don't know if you see some of these clippings in here. Please. It ain't no row game. I think you better let it go. But I got these little hairs that's trying to come through, and I'll clip one and two more pop up. I'm like, exactly. Yeah, so duh. you better just let it go. Let it just go. Yeah. Let salt, it be free. Salt and pepper is on their way <laughs> to the beard, not on the head because nothing there. <laughs> Ooh, if you had hair, I would love to see if it was green right now. Mm. Mm. That would be interesting. Last thing, do you remember when um Jay was little and she was like, Daddy, I want you to have some hair so I could brush your hair. You remember that? Mm-mm. And he was like, baby, I wish I had some too for you to brush. I was like, dude, seriously? I remember that. She was little. She was like, three or three you know she was with her baby dolls combing the dolls hair that was during that stage and she everything that had hair had to be combed oh and she probably wanted to brush mine and she was like daddy i wish you had some hair because i want to brush your hair and you told my baby i wish you had some for you to brush your your mama did this to me whatever (laughs) a lie this was before we defined our a lie before we classified ourselves <laughs> but anywho uh thank y'all so much for listening as always i really hope that this so helps wrong. um it helps us even just talking about it so um yeah. anywho i'm dj doris e i'm maya dorsey this is another edition of the dorsey den podcast until next time come back and visit us here on the dorsey den podcast